BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tobler, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to MyBookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. And welcome to another edition of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone. I'm Trip Mitchell. And as always, I'm joined by the Dean of Vegas Bookmakers and Betters, Dennis Tobler. And in L.A., one of the great sports writers and sports commentators, Fred Wallen. Gentlemen, what a week. And the top story has got to be John Gruden. Dennis, what are your thoughts about that as we kick off another show? Well, one thing's for sure. That is the only news in Las Vegas is John Gruden. Um, my thoughts are he was really dumb to do all of those things. My secondary thoughts are, does he really think that all the time? Because it's one thing to be misogynistic and then it's another thing to be racist. But according to John and according to ESPN and everybody, including the Whoopi Goldberg show, John is one horrible human being. Now I heard, uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN called him every name in the book yesterday, called Gruden every name in the book, said it was Gruden's fault that he was kicked off the Tampa Bay Bucks when he was and suspended and all of that. And, and at this point in time, I think John Gruden's dead to the world of football. Uh, I would agree. Fred, what are your thoughts? I think it's much bigger than that. Because this started an investig this started because of an investigation into Daniel Snyder the owner of the Washington football team, originally the Redskins, of course. I think it's going to hammer Daniel Snyder. I think the NFL has it at this point, obviously. They have not exposed it. I think Daniel Snyder is the next to go. They're going to force him out. If it's as bad as people are telling me, it just might be. The, the investigation had to do with sexual problems with the Washington Redskins, Washington football team. Snyder was the owner. He allowed it to happen. How many years did it take him to change the name after we knew that it was about time to change it? So I think Snyder could be in major difficulty also. Well, and the interesting thing is that the conjecture is that this was, these leaks were leaked to really help the head of the NFL Players Association keep his job in a tight vote. And so there's a lot of Machiavellian trends or traits going on here with this thing. 
and the story will continue. But let's get to the field of play. Well, first of all, Fred, how were your pick last week? How'd you do? The one on the air, I actually lost. Uh, not. Uh, it, it was a game hard to believe. Green Bay against Cincinnati. Forgetting the miss, the five missed field goals. Both teams could have scored 35 points without the field goals. Finally, Green Bay wins 25-22, 47 total. I had 50.5, so I lost that one. The, the one that I won on uh, easily again, uh, anybody against Jacksonville. And certainly last week, the Urban Meyer thing had just broken. Tennessee versus Jacksonville, that was an easy win. But uh, it, was a, it was a crazy week. Uh, folks out there, if you think you can kick, this is the time to call your local NFL football club. They're looking for kickers. I, I think they missed what the 12 or 13 extra points and how many field goals. I don't know, but they need, need kicking around the national football league. But, but let me state this. And uh, because you're in Salt Lake city trip, uh, it only took 105 years for Utah to beat USC at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, anytime Utah, and they just lost the devastating murder of one of their cornerbacks 10 days, 12 days before, and the team was very emotional. And after the win down and uh, the Coliseum, they flew to Dallas to uh, go to the players' funeral. So it was a very emotional period. But, um, you know, it, it, it reminds you that in college football, emotions are so much more important than they are in the NFL. And it's very interesting. So, Dennis, how did you do last week? And I'm going to brag at the end about my pick with Phoenix. But go ahead, Dennis. <laughs> okay. Well, of course, I probably won my pick on the air again. I believe I had Atlanta in the game in London, and they covered easily. Uh, they won from start to finish. I expect I win every week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> modesty is the key to a great handicapper i mean you know you ask me to pick a game i pick a game it wins every week what else can i do <laughs> well i uh two weeks ago i made the mistake of putting money on detroit but last week the phoenix which is uh you know they're they're doing a phenomenal job and it's going to be fun so let's get to the games this week and we're going to start off and we're going to look at uh, Jacksonville. This is the Battle of Florida. Uh, if you take Tampa Bay out, which we will. Uh, Jacksonville, Miami. Uh, Jacksonville getting three and a half points on my line. Dennis, what do you show? Well, this game's in London, Trip. This is another 6.30 a.m. Pacific time start. So it's in London. And the two Florida teams are playing each other. Isn't it interesting? We never see Kansas City, Dallas, or the Rams or someone play in London. We always see the junk teams play over there. I hope they enjoy it. Anyway, uh, the you know, I'm going to say something to start with here that we need to follow through during the context of the show. And that is my machine has been going nuts on totals. So the totals this week in the NFL are a place where we're going to make some money. And I'll try to indicate it when I find one. And here's a game where I find one. The total opened at 43 there. The weather's going to be great. It's up to 46 right now. So it's already moved three points in that direction. They expect a lot of scoring. I expect a lot of scoring too. I expect Miami to run all over Jacksonville, but I do expect Jacksonville to score. So I think this game's going to be Miami and over. And I am heavy on the over. Okay. And Fred? Well, I think Tua is ready to play. 
I'm not sure that's good or bad for Miami because I think Brissett's <laughs> a better quarterback. To be honest with you, I think he's got a better arm. I, I, I agree with with Dennis. I think there'll be some points scored. I uh, will not get up at 6:30 a.m. on Sunday. I'm going to be uh, uh, watching games from 10 o'clock Pacific time until uh, 9 o'clock uh, Pacific time that night. But I'm not going to make the 6:30 this week because last week I tried to do it, and it was a rough Sunday. It really was as far as uh, staying up. No, I, I, I look at Jacksonville. Urban Meyer. He's going to be gone if not in the middle of the season. At the end of the season, uh, Shaq Khan made a major, major mistake in hiring this guy. Top-notch uh, college quarterback, but he's got emotional problems. The team knows it, and uh, I think Miami will win here. Okay, and uh, it's interesting. Urban Meyer probably, when the John Gruden stuff came out, breathed a sigh of relief. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, good point. <laughs> He was very happy with that one. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, wow, minus, I've got nine and a half. Dennis, uh, they're tra- playing the Houston Texans. What number do you have? I have nine and a half, too, on this game, and it opened at 10, dropped to nine and a half. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, maybe Fred can enlighten us on this. If he's playing for quarterback, playing quarterback again for Houston, they can put some points on the board. Uh, Wentz played a really good game against Baltimore. I mean, the Colts had 550 total yards against Baltimore. They had more yards than Baltimore did, yet they blew the game at the end. I think they're going to go home this week. I think uh, even if Tyrod plays, I'm going to have to take the Colts and lay the heavy juice here. Uh, The number on this one is is going to stay steady at nine and a half, I believe. And, and, And the Colts played much better game they are a talented team the Colts they played very well against Baltimore last week and uh the Texans are still at the bottom of the heap with Jacksonville so I'm gonna have to lay the points in this one however it wouldn't be one of my major plays okay and uh, Fred I know you hate laying that many points so I know what you're gonna say but why don't you go ahead okay I'm gonna pass on the game too many points again they're gonna come off a, a situation where uh, they have one fewer day to get ready. Uh, against Houston, you don't necessarily need any days to get ready, but uh, I'll take uh, uh, a pass on the game. Probably Indy will win. I'm not sure nine and a half. Okay, and let's stay with you, Fred. Next game up, Chicago and Green Bay, another Norris division game. And Green Bay, boy, Chicago getting four and a half points. That's what I'm showing here. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think Green Bay has got it lit up right now. You know, after the first week, people were jumping on Aaron Rodgers as uh, wanting to be the host of uh, Jeopardy and not necessarily wanting to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Since then, they've done nothing. They've done nothing wrong. They've got a slew of wide receivers. Uh, last week, uh, their tight end Tonyan, I think, only caught one pass, and I play fantasy, so I follow that look for the tight end to catch a couple of touchdown passes against the Bears. Field did not play poorly last week, but I'll give the four and a half, take the Green Bay Packers. Okay, and Dennis? Uh, Yeah, the Packers are playing back in top form now, and you can't stop Rodgers unless you hurt him. Uh, The Lions, we know, or I mean the Bears, we know came in here to Las Vegas and got the win. I wasn't surprised about that. I had it on all my contest cards. I bet it heavy. I even bet the money line there because 
And that was before Gruden's information come out. It was about 48 hours before kickoff that anything came out on John Gruden last week. And all it was was uh, something about the emails at kickoff time. So I don't think that had an effect on the team at all. And I just think the Bears came in, played much better. I think the Raiders are hurt at every position. Derek Carr's finally playing like Derek Carr plays. And uh, it made, made the Bears look good. Green Bay uh, laying four and a half on the road should be an easy number to cover. I mean, I, I just think that the Raiders were no, put up no opposition to the Bears. And the Bears had an easy goal of it last week. It won't happen in this one. And by the way, this is the black and blue division. Well, that's a question mark. <laughs> it used to be the black and blue division. Okay, maybe now it's the pink and yellow division or the Norris <laughs> division, one of the two. Okay, well, after that uh, disparaging remark about the NFC Central, we're going to take a short break. We want to thank the folks at MyBookie for being a sponsor on the show. They're a great organization. So check them out, MyBookie. We'll be back after this short break. Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. MyBookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football. The good as well as the bad. And welcome back to the show. Trip Mitchell, Dennis Hobler, and Fred Wallen. We're handicapping the games this week, week number six, and let's go to a game with uh, should be the uh, bad nickname game, Chiefs at Washington. Um, <laughs> I, I've got uh, Washington plus seven. Um, Fred, uh, Dennis, I'll start with you. You're right there. I like I like that. The teams with the bad nicknames. Okay, that should be the headline for this game for sure. Well, I just want to say this. I want to say that they finally figured out how to control Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, Fred. Patrick Mahomes is no longer the skittle bug that he used to be because the defenses have now figured out how to shut him down. And I haven't seen a game he's played this year that he looked like an all-star. Uh, Kansas City laying seven. Should be easy pickings because they'll score 40-some points, and Washington can't score 40 points. So, therefore, you'd have to take the, the Chiefs. The line has went from six to six and a half to seven and from 54 to 54 and a half. I look for Kansas City to be unstoppable here and to score a lot of points. However, uh, the Chiefs are a different team. They're a different team this year and they certainly have no defense. So when they get to playing some teams that matter, like last week, you'll see. Well, Dennis, I agree with you. And their defensive philosophy is I mean, it's truly bend, but try not to break, but try to have the big play. But you can you can run up a lot of yardage on the Kansas City Chiefs. And Dennis, as an old uh, high school and college player yourself, this must be frustrating when you see defenses just let, become porous like this. Yeah, I, I mean, there's been several times this year where I see the teams that seem to be outclassed, they just play a prevent defense. So, or, or they'll do the opposite. They'll put seven men on the line of scrimmage. Well, any quarterback should be able to, to beat through that, but we have so many rookie quarterbacks and, and quarterbacks without experience, it doesn't seem to make an, much of an effect. That's why NFL is so tough to predict. Okay, and Fred, what are your thoughts on this game? My thoughts are the Chiefs give up 7.1 yards uh, on every play. Uh, so obviously what you guys have said, definitely correct. I disagree with Dennis. I think Patrick Mahomes among the top two or three quarterbacks in the National Football League 
He had, he had maybe his worst game I've ever seen him play uh, last week. Uh, it won't happen again. It won't happen certainly against uh, Washington. Um, I like uh, the Chiefs to score 45 to 50 points. And uh, Heineke did not play as well last week as he played a couple times earlier in the season. So I like the over and, and I like the Chiefs to cover. But if it goes to seven and a half, the, the hook, you know, I'm going to pass on it. But if it stays where it is, I will take the Chiefs. Because again, Mahomes will throw four or five touchdown passes in this game just because Dennis said what he just said. But I want to mention this about <laughs> Mahomes. Let me mention this about Mahomes' touchdown passes. Anybody can lateral the ball two yards to your fullback ahead of you and run into the end zone and get a touchdown pass. He's got five or seven touchdown passes of three to two to one yards away. Anybody can do that. It's just like a handoff. So if you want to count them as passes, you can count them as passes. We'll okay. see. We'll see. I don't think Kansas City makes it anywhere near the Super Bowl this year. Okay, so I'm going to do the math here. Help me out, guys. If they're averaging 7.1 yards per carry or per offensive play, no defense. and you get three plays before you have to get a first down, that's 21 yards. That's pretty good. No, they're giving up. Seven uh, giving up. Giving up. I misstated that. Yeah, that's pretty good for the opponents to the Chiefs this year. Especially when they've been no good. Yeah. The opponents have been no good. Two yards in a cloud of astroturf. Let's uh, we'll keep it right here with Dennis. Uh, so we've got the Panthers at the Vikings right now. Carolina looking to be getting a point on my line. Uh, what do you show here? Weird game. Carolina played terrible last week. Uh, so Philadelphia is almost impossible to get a handle on. Um, the The Panthers should have been able to play with that team and their defense has played very well all year but all of a sudden Philadelphia came up with a big effort against them I know you don't want to look back just one week but going into this week the Panthers were one point favorites they went to one and a half point favorites and then and then right after the lines opened offshore boom Minnesota's favorite now I can tell you why Minnesota looked very good in their win and Carolina looked very bad in their loss However, in this situation, I'm going to take Carolina, the home team. Here's another one where the point spreads are going down, okay? It started 48 to 47 to 46 and a half. This morning it was 46. So uh, it looks like the defenses might prevail a little more here. Minnesota might not score so much. By the way, I want to add something here. If Minnesota would have lost the game to Detroit last week, over one quarter of the contestants in the circuit contest would have been eliminated. Holy smokes. One game, Minnesota. One quarter of the contest in the single elimination contest were on Minnesota. And Minnesota kicked that late field goal to win, or else one-third of those people would have been out of that contest. The uh, poor Detroit coach after that game, Dennis, was just devastated. <laughs> and, you know, he's a big, tough guy. And, boy, that what a horrible situation in Detroit. You know, you look at – the other horrible franchises and, you know, you've got to look at Houston and obviously Jacksonville, but that's a tough situation in Detroit. And What's Fred, Fred, what are your, so Fred did uh, uh, any final thoughts on Carolina, Minnesota? Last week, McCaffrey said he was going to play. He didn't. I think he will play on the Sunday. Makes a difference. I think Carolina will win. Darnold's playing well. 
Well, I, I think Caroline will beat Minnesota. I watched the Detroit-Minnesota game because I'm sort of wishing good luck to a team that hasn't won a championship since 1957 when Bobby Lane was their quarterback, the Detroit Lions. But anyways, I think uh, uh, Minnesota is not that good. I'm not a fan of Cousins at quarterback, even though he's played well so far this year. I, I, I think Carolina will win this game. So the point's almost irrelevant. Okay, and let's uh, stay with you, Fred. Chargers at the Ravens. Right now, I'm showing Baltimore minus three. Any thoughts on that, please? Yeah, I think we have the wrong favorite. Uh, you got Herbert on one <laughs> side. You got Lamar Jackson on the other. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, but he also fumbled twice on the one-yard line on, on Monday night. Herbert's not doing that. Herbert's in his second year. I think Jackson is fourth or fifth. Herbert's a better quarterback. Herbert, to me, if he doesn't get injured, is going to be the one, one of the great quarterbacks of all time. And I'm saying that in his second season, barring an injury. I think the Chargers will win. They give up a lot of points, but I think they'll beat Baltimore. Baltimore, of course, you know, in that comeback, had to really put out a lot. And again, they're playing one day short here. And against a team like the Chargers, who can score, and can score quickly. They have the wide receivers. They have Eckler. I think the Chargers went straight up. Let me make this other point about the NFL. They have both Los Angeles teams, the Chargers and the Rams, in the early time period on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. You're telling me they couldn't ask Baltimore or the Giants to play at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock in the East, so that the fans in L.A., wouldn't have to split, and that's not a split, 75% are Ram fans, 25% are Charger fans. I understand that. But very seldom in my lifetime has the NFL ever put, when we've had two teams, in the same time slot on Sunday. You know, we're the second biggest market. I think it's a waste. I don't know. Dennis, what do you think? I mean, couldn't they have done better than that? I think so. I mean, I think it is a waste, and I suspect we'll only get to watch one of those games instead of both of them. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, that's craziness. And, and this game here, Baltimore did have to – they really had to lay it out to get that win. But I don't know if you want to blame it on Indiana's coaches or Indianapolis's coaches or what, or if you want to give uh, Jackson all the credit because, I, I mean, he did pull it off, I'll say that. But three points here, I agree with Fred. <laughs> That's too many points, and at best, it will be a push. The key in this game is that the total started at 48 and went up to 52. And there, when he tagged the thing that it would be high scoring, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and I do think that the Chargers might get the best of them. I'm going to take the Chargers plus three, but the Chargers on the money line is a very lucrative play at this point, too. Okay, what are you showing on the money line right now? Plus 140. Well, usually money lines are plus 140 or 50 when they're at minus three. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm showing plus 140. And just as a quick behind the scenes, when it comes to television ratings and television, that's why NFL teams do so well. They get each team gets an extraordinary amount of money from the broadcast partners. And the second game or the 4 p.m. Eastern game, which goes off a little later than that. That's typically the highest rated television show of the week. So people talk about Sunday night football and Monday, which is on cable, obviously, and ESPN. 
But that second kickoff on Sunday is where they want to put the best games because that they can have viewerships between 20 and, and 27 million people watching that second game, be it on Fox or CBS. So that's the big, big games. And I'm surprised they didn't move one of those games around. Let's talk about uh, a team that we've uh, two teams we've talked about earlier in the show, but they're uh, playing each other. Bengals at the Lions. Lions getting three and a half at home. And Dennis, let's keep it right here with you first. Okay, I, I would like to say that this is a shortened schedule this week because of the bye weeks beginning this week. Um, and there's only three games that start in the afternoon this week. Only three afternoon games. So they certainly could have made some adjustment. Okay, I'm sorry. What game did you ask me about? So Cincinnati? we're going to uh, Detroit uh, hosting Cincinnati. Well, the biggest thing here, guys, is the total on this game started at 49. It's at 46. Okay, so they're not going to score. Neither one of them are going to score very much in this game. Uh, weather is going to always – well, I guess, I guess it's in Detroit, isn't it? Yeah, so it's at the Ford Field. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah so that won't be it. Look, Cincinnati, they got a lot of money on them last week. There was a lot of money on Cincinnati last week. And I don't know whether they came through or not. I didn't have them. I can't remember. Detroit, I think Detroit's going to get a home win, Okay. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to play the under, and I think Detroit's going to get a home win here. Uh, I, you know, if I was to play the game, I'd play it on the money line. Um, I like getting. I like to bet on teams in the NFL that have never won a game in the fifth or sixth week of the season and are underdogs and are at home. Okay, because nobody goes zero. Okay, well, not even Jacksonville <laughs> goes zero. So anyway, I, I don't think Cincinnati's that much better than Detroit. And obviously in, in their, their divisions, it's they're all about the same. So I'm going to take Detroit here. And if you have the guts and the money, put them on the money line. Okay. And uh, plus 155 is what I'm showing. Fred, what are your thoughts of this uh, powerhouse matchup from week six? Well, also, you have to remember that uh, Burrow had to go to the hospital after the game. He couldn't talk. There was a major problem with his neck so uh, and his throat. So I'm not sure he's going to be 100%. Uh, B, they went all out. C, Detroit's been very unlucky this year. I'm setting the uh, total on Jared Goff for turnovers at two. Uh, <laughs> if he stays under two, the Lions could win straight up. I'll go with the Lions here, like Dennis said. Uh, again, Goff would be having a really good season if he can just hold on to the ball, he fumbled again last week. That can't be. They lose again. The second time this year, they lost on the last play of the game as the time expired, 0, zero, zero, zero. But I think they'll get a win here against the Bengals. So Jared Goff, we need to put him on suicide prevention watch because, <laughs> you know, it's now mid-October in Detroit. And having lived there, it doesn't get any better. I mean, this is it. It's it's downhill from here, and uh, he's got to be looking at uh, his uh, you know opposite number at the Rams right now, loving life out there. So that was a trade that uh, the former Joe Stafford got the better of that one, I think. Yeah. So let's go. Uh, let's take a look at the Rams um, at the Giants. I'm showing. Uh, Let's see, uh, about nine and a half. Uh, Dennis, what do you see? Look at the line on uh, this one. Th this is a crazy game. Uh, the over 
the the last week line they always put up a line the week before was seven on the rams on the road and then the cowboys got blasted so bad when it opened up it opened to ten and a half i haven't seen it move from ten and a half the total on this game i told you guys i was going to mention the totals here again here's an underplay the total was 50 when it opened. It's down to 46 and a half right now. Those are huge moves, guys. Those are huge amounts of money being placed on those games. And there's a reason for it that those syndicates and wise guys do it. So in this particular game, the under is the play and the Rams is the side. I can't help it. It's 10 and a half or 11 points because the Giants cannot score. They won't score. I believe their quarterbacks hurt. Maybe Fred can enlighten us on that. But the fact of the matter is the Rams are embarrassed by what Arizona did to them. They're going to come back rolling in this game, and New York can't stop them. Okay. I, think, Fred, I, think it'll be about, I think it'll be about 45 to zero. Okay. Stay under the Fred. 46 number. <laughs> Fred, what are your thoughts? Uh, Mike Lennon probably will start ahead of uh, – Jones, because of the injury in this one, he, he looks like he had a bad concussion, really did, as he tried to score last week. Uh, Rams also getting the uh, three extra days playing that Thursday night game against Seattle, uh, so, you know, last 10 days ago. Well, it'll be 10 days uh, on Sunday. Rams will win this game. Uh, I'm not giving 10 and a half. Sometimes you get rusty after and not playing for 10 days. Um, Rams will score. But, uh, and Glennon, you know, Glennon was the quarterback, I'm almost sure, who replaced Russell Wilson when Wilson left North Carolina State for Wisconsin. Uh, he's been a good backup, but he's not really a top-notch starter. Um, the Giants aren't gonna score a lot of points. I'm not sure the Rams will score as many as people think, because again, that 10-day period could cost him here. Uh, I think the Rams will win. I won't give 10 and a half. I'd probably go on the under, as Dennis said, but I wish I got in at 50 instead of the 46 and a half that he's now talking about. Hey, you didn't get that time machine I sent you? <laughs> you have to have the software, man. The software <laughs> does it. Okay, and Dennis, why don't we talk a little bit about what you and your, your group does in terms of analyzing lines and allowing you to track movement like this and get the best. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit, please? Well, it's all out algorithmic uh, software that scrapes the uh, world market and we come up with a consensus flat no juice line and that no juice line is what we bet off of anytime we can get a better number in that regard from what we consider the consensus line that's when we make a play we consider that a positive edge play and that's all we play is positive edges now when our machine goes crazy like it has the first of this week with all these changes you can imagine we have like on the Kansas City game, we'll have uh, over 54, over 54 and a half, over 55. As long as we see that thing keep going up and we keep seeing value in it, we keep betting it. So last week, I believe we had 60 some totals or first half money lines and totals and first halves, just 60 bets on the, the, the card for the NFL, just first half bets last week. Well, so, and how does someone find out more about your system and how they can get involved? Well, they can give us a call at 888-604-6863. We do several things. We, we not only uh, run the hedge funds for 
the betting inside the state of Nevada, but we're setting up funds in different states also. So if you have any questions about that, give us a call, 888-604-6863. We'd be glad to help you with all your sports betting needs. We've been in business for 45 years here in Vegas, and we pretty, pretty much know what's going on. And if someone calls you and gets involved, uh, do they get a free $100 haircut? Uh, yeah, we'll give them a free haircut. Okay. <laughs> you know, the one thing that uh, COVID-19, I used to, I hated paying 15 bucks for a haircut and I was always trying to find $10 was my sweet spot. And uh, when I lived in Vegas, I once went to a barber college to get a haircut and it was $1 and I got the best haircut in the world twice. The third time when I went to leave, they had the alarm go off and they had to take me back to the emergency room and redo my haircut. That's when I stopped spending a dollar. So well, Dennis, I'm not like with it. you yet on the hundred dollar cut, but I'm your hair it. looks like it, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, let's look, let's talk about one of the featured games and that is Cleveland Baker Mayfield traveling, excuse me, uh, hosting the Cardinals. This should be a great game. And right now I'm showing what Cleveland is a three point favorite. That's an interesting number. Dennis, what do you show? Yeah, here, well, it's down to two and a half now, but it will bounce back and forth from two, from three to two and a half to three, probably again. Another interesting under guys open 52 and a half down to 49 and a half. Arizona's defense befuddles everybody. And they're going to befuddle the Browns, too. I mean, uh, the Browns are pretty good, but they're not that good. And it was proven, proven, they proved that last week. The Cardinals are very, very good. And they proved that last week. And their defense is very good by holding the Rams to seven points. So I'm telling you, this is a toss-up as far as the side goes. you got to give Cleveland some home field advantage here. But I think it's going to be a tough game. And I think the under 49 and a half is still a huge value bet here. And that's where I'd go. As far as the game goes, three on the Browns is the flat number. And uh, I couldn't pick either side at that number. Okay, Fred, what are your thoughts? No opinion on the game. Too close to call. But I will state this. A.C. Green, I think uh, Murray looked at him twice or three times last week. This week, he'll look at him 10 times. He'll catch some passes. Folks, if you're playing fantasy, bet A.C. Green. He's not going as poorly as he did last week. Again, as far as the game itself is concerned, too close to call. You know, everybody knows watching this football forecast show, you get three points for playing at home. So basically, the odds makers are saying it's an even game, and that's how I see it. That's how Dennis saw it. So I'm going to pass on the game. I'm taking A.C. Green to have a big night, big day. Okay, and let's go to a, a West matchup. The Raiders at the Broncos. Right now, I am showing Denver minus three and a half. Uh, it's, Fred, let's start out with you, but it's kind of unprecedented what was, has gone on with the Raiders this week. I, they've had no luck in Denver. The last five times I've gone there, they won once. That, that matters. Uh, I think the real, as Dennis indicated earlier, I think the real uh, car has shown up. He's just a little bit slightly above average quarterback. They were talking most valuable player after the first couple of games, but they were winning magically. They're not that good. And I think uh, Denver back uh, with the number one quarterback, I think Denver will score some points. 
And uh, I think the Broncos will cover easily against the team now in Vegas. You know, if you're if you're adding uh, the, uh, the the Gruden thing, I, I don't think they have a shot. I, I think Denver wins by ten or fifteen points. Okay, Dennis. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the line before the Gruden thing was two and a half on Denver. Quickly went to three and a half. And if you want to bet Denver, you better start betting them. Because as the news gets out and the people start betting through the week, that line's going to go to four, five, maybe even six. So because the Raiders are hurt, I told you last week they were hurt at all their positions. And I picked Chicago to beat them, which nobody ever thought would happen. And they did because the Raiders are hurt everywhere. Okay, they've got cornerbacks out. Their right guard and their right tackles are switch positions. They're no good. They've got two other guys out on the offensive line. They've got guys out on the defensive line. They are just hurt. And like I said about Derek Carr, did you see those wounded ducks he threw up these last two weeks? In the first two weeks of the year, those wounded ducks going 40, 50 yards were getting caught by the Raider players. Now they're getting caught by the other team like they used to be. You know, you can't throw wounded ducks in the NFL and expect your players to run under them. I don't think Derek Carr's even a – he barely is an average quarterback because he can control the game. But he's certainly not going to win the game for you with any of his play. And he's not going to win the game here either. The Raiders are in shambles, guys. And uh, we just as well jump all over the opposite team for a while because they're a mess. And until they get back home here and get some public support and find somebody to lead them, which they don't have at quarterback or anywhere, then they're, they're going to be in deep trouble this year. I look for Denver to romp in this game, too. Okay, I just got a call from the Society of Wounded Ducks. And they don't want to be compared to Derek Carr's passes. So just serve that serve as a. Well, they're lucky because you don't shoot his passes down, but you can shoot <laughs> them. <laughs> the Society for Wounded Ducks, once again. Okay, let's look at another featured game. And this I, I don't get, but uh, hey, what the heck? So New England. And the Cowboys right now, New England, uh, uh, getting four points. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the, the, the over the last week line in this game was Dallas one and a half. And then Dallas put together a hell of a game and the Patriots played a poor game. And the line opens this week as Dallas four on the road. Okay, guys, here we go on another total. Don't forget to write these down when you're listening to this show. The total on this game started at 48 and it's at 52. And I'm telling you right now, it'll be 54 before game time. You cannot stop Dallas and the Patriots suck, but they're going to be able to put some points on the board because Dallas's defense also sucks. So you're going to see a wild scoring game here and it's just going to come down to the end of it, whether they're going to cover backdoor cover or not. I'm going to take Dallas thinking four is the least number that they would be able to win by, but I'm certainly playing the over. Okay. And Fred, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, we brought up beginning Utah hadn't won at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum since 1916. It's been 25 years since uh, uh, Dallas has beaten New England. With that said, I'm taking Dallas minus the points. Uh, New England had to make a comeback to win last week. I don't think they can do it the way Prescott is playing. Elliott's back. I, I think Dallas has too many weapons. Schultz at the tight end. 
he's liable to catch five or six passes again, maybe a touchdown or two. So uh, I like the Cowboys pretty easily uh, against the Patriots. Okay, and let's go to uh, what could be uh, an interesting game. The Steelers finally getting a little bit better. The Seahawks travel to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is minus five, I show here. Fred, let's stay with you on this one. You know, I think Geno Smith is a good quarterback. Russell Wilson's out for four to eight weeks. He says four. The team says six to eight. I'm taking the points. I'm taking the Seahawks. I think they have too much talent offensively. Defensively, they don't. Defensively, of course, years ago, that defensive secondary was like the best in the NFL. Now it may be the worst in the NFL. With that said, Big Ben, even with the victory last week, is about done. I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking the points. Okay. And Dennis, what are your thoughts? Well, I, uh, uh, I, I know what value Russell Wilson is to the Seahawks team. He's a six point value because the line before he was hurt was the Seahawks two and a half point road favorites. And now Pittsburgh's a four and a half home favorite. So that's six points that Russell caused being out of the game, but I'm with Fred. Geno Smith played in the league for a long time. He's a good quarterback. Matter of fact, when he played last week, he looked to me like a big Russell Wilson. So if they play anywhere close to what they can play, they're going to handle Pittsburgh. The four and a half is too many points in this spot. I mean, that's an overreaction to Russell Wilson being out and to Pittsburgh actually winning a game last week. Remember, Denver hadn't played anybody, and they went on the road and, and played Pittsburgh. And honestly, they could have beat Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh got a little lucky there in that game to win that game. So I'm not looking for much more improvement out of Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the points, too. I don't know what this is. We're all agreeing with each other. Again, well, point total. Again, the over-under starts at 46 and a half, down to 42. Well, I've never seen movement there. Seen, and, let me uh, add something real quick, Trip. Let me add something real quick, Trip. I have never seen totals move this much on this many games in all my years of running this software. I've ran this software, I think, seven, eight years now. And we've never had more action than we had this week, starting the week with these total bets. First half totals, totals for the games. They're going nuts. And this is where the wise guys are dumping the money. If you see the numbers on these games, we've talked about the threes and the sevens. Those are flat numbers, you know. They can land on those and nobody wins. But these totals, this is where you're going to make some money if you're paying attention to the experience that guys like myself and Fred have on this show. And you too, Trip. You know as well as anybody. So anyway, these, these totals this week have been going crazy. I'd keep my eye on them. If you don't get the best of the number, sometimes you'll lose. But if you're on the trend and you and it still goes down, you're going to have a better number than what it ends at, and that's the name of the game. And again, how do people get in touch with you if you want to learn more about your system and get involved where you're allowed? Um, give us a call at 888-604-6863. We've been in Las Vegas for a long time. And as all of you know, I produce the show, Now Place Your Bets, The History of Sports Betting in America. Las Vegas is the betting, sports betting capital of the world. We've been here for 45 years doing business. Give us a call, 888-604-6863, 888-604-6863, and we'll put you where you need to be. Whether you need a bookmaker, whether you need the side, the total, whether you need some other action, we can find you whatever you need. We'll even put you in one of our hedge funds if you've got the money. 
Okay, and uh, it sounds good. And let's go to the Monday night contest. So the Bills at the Titans. Uh, right now, I show the line is has jumped around a little bit. What do you, what do you see uh, the Monday night game, Dennis? What's the number well, you have? The the before week game was three and a half on the Bills, but they played so well. Uh, they they went to five. They opened at five and a half, and they're now six. Uh, they have now been exposed since they were on national TV. Everybody knows how good they are. And Josh Allen, he is just absolutely tremendous. I mean, he's not a little guy running around out there. He's a big guy running around out there. And talking about flipping the ball 60 yards while on the run, it's unbelievable what that guy can do. And he's just beginning, you know, he's, he's in the beginning stages. So, Let's compare him to Mahomes, see who ends up the best and has the most Super Bowl wins in the next 10 years. Um, I don't know on this game. I, I, I Six is too many points to lay because the Titans run the ball. The Titans run the ball all the time, and they can run against anybody. And uh, I don't know if, if you can lay six after the week that Buffalo's had here either. I don't know what their injury situation is. However, Tennessee – is playing better. They demolished last week. They're running the ball, which will run the time and keep it out of Josh Allen's hands. So I'm going to take, I'm just going to take the opposite side of it. I'm going to have to take Tennessee at home. Okay, Fred. I agree. I, I think uh, nobody uh, runs as well as Henry runs. And uh, he's liable to gain 100, even against the Buffalo Bills, he's liable to gain 150 yards on the ground, which will eat up the time, which would mean less chances of Allen going deep. So uh, I'm going to take uh, uh, the points at home. Uh, and did you guys see the hurdle that Allen did last week yeah. for the first down? It was like unbelievable. And as Dennis said, he's not a little guy. He's a big guy. He, he looks very athletic, tremendously athletic. And right now, I think he's the favorite probably. Uh, for the MVP, uh, probably in Herbert, probably second. But I think, Dennis, you agree? I think right now Allen would be the favorite? Yeah, the two of them are, I think, the favorites. And uh, Lamar Jackson, they're all moving up to the to the favorites role. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen, I don't see any end to his talent. I mean, he's just starting. He's just learning. He, you know, he can read the defenses as good as Montana and some of those quarterbacks. So with his ability to run and roll and and then run the ball up the field, too, They've really got something there at Buffalo. They're going to be tough to take out this year. Well, I and if if there's any karma in football, it would be great for Buffalo to win a Super Bowl to make up for their four straight appearances in the Jim Kelly era where they lost four years in a row and and one was the Scott Norwood kick. And uh, wouldn't it be nice to see Buffalo win a Super Bowl? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you do have I do have a small wager on him. I do have a small wager on him because I like Josh Allen. I followed Josh Allen's career all the way through when he was at South Dakota and then the South Dakota State coach went to Wyoming, University of Wyoming. And when he went to Wyoming, he brought Josh Allen with him. Well, the year before they won the NAIA championship. So it wasn't like Josh Allen was a nobody. He shows up at Wyoming and he plays like an all-American. Until the last game of the year, you don't want to get hurt before the draft and they end up losing the last game of the year and losing out on a bowl opportunity. And 
then he gets drafted high and the rest is history. But I've watched this kid grow and man, he's something. He's well, something. You know, Dennis, he plays the funny different... part of that, he, he is the only college player could go to a worse city. And, you know, if you look at Laramie, Wyoming and Buffalo, they're about the same. So yeah, he, he is, it's not like getting drafted by the Rams. He, uh, he he's, but in Orchard Park, New York, and Buffalo, he is beloved already, reminds everyone of Jim Kelly. And that would be a great story to see them go through, even though you don't care. Fred, uh, what are your thoughts on the Buffalo situation? I've never been to Buffalo, but I know they're the best football team in the state of New York. <laughs> in the state of New York and New Jersey. And New Jersey. Okay, we got him right there. So, okay, Fred, what's your pick of the week? I actually have two. In college. Okay, well, Lee is going to write these. Okay, to just, to, well, okay, uh, let, let me just say, we'll put the, let me just say, USC losing to Utah last week. Next week but. And, and next week, USC's got Notre Dame. USC will not lose this Saturday. I guarantee it. And other than that, I like the Chargers wrong favored against Washington. Uh, 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 like where, where is someone going to find a bookmaker to take the action on USC not losing this Saturday? They're, they have a bye this week. That's what I mean. If, can you, if you can find a bookmaker on that, let me know, will you? I take the Chargers in three and a half. Okay, Dennis, what's your bet of the week? Oh, I don't know. You catch me off guard on these all the time. Uh, well, we only do the show once a week, Dennis. <laughs> it's so early in the week. I hate to make any predictions. I tell you what, I'm going to go with the total this week. Uh, Fred took the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to take the over in that game. So our viewers can parlay the Chargers and over in the Baltimore game. It's 52 as we as we talk. Uh, the Chargers and over or the football forecast weekly stars picks of the week. Okay, and I am going to take, and I'm going to jump on and take Dallas um, Cowboys traveling to Foxborough, and I like the Cowboys, and uh, I, I think that uh, Lane Four on the road, I, I just Cowboys offense too much, and uh, on a personal level, I like it when Belichick gets the heck beat out of him. <laughs> he will <laughs> okay well let's uh we've mentioned the movie now place your bets the documentary uh dennis award-winning winning doc and it's a great great piece of work you should be very proud of it how do people get a chance to see it uh everybody should go to vimeo vimeo.com slash gambling broadcast that's our channel that we put all of our gambling shows on. It has the movie, it has the Pete Rose interview, it has the football forecast shows, the thoroughbred racing forecast show. That's vimeo.com slash gambling broadcast. You can also go to nowplaceyourbets.com, which is the name of the movie, and get yourself a DVD. You need a DVD. It's the only thing that hasn't been edited. It's an hour and 43 minutes of pure history and Las Vegas from old to new. It's a great film. Everybody needs to watch it. Okay, and uh, we appreciate that. And Fred, your final thoughts from the week for the week from LA. I wish that uh, the NFL had not put both uh, 
uh, local clubs at the 10 o'clock slot. I think a lot of people won't be able to watch both games. Hey, by the way, I got to say this. Last Saturday at about 5.30, Fred was trying to watch the following games. Notre Dame game, the USC game, the Michigan game, because all my relatives are in Michigan. Um, and the Dodger game started. And there was one more game I was watching simultaneously. We only have one TV in the living room. I was going nuts with, with the remote. I was absolutely going crazy. Oh, the Alabama loss, which, like you mentioned about Belichick, a lot of people think the same thing about saving. So uh, a last second field goal by uh, Texas A&M and College Station. So my thought is, I don't know how I made it through 5.30, 5.45 last Saturday. Hope to make it back next week. And uh, a lot of exciting games. So I might be in the same situation. Don't well, you worry might your fingers out. And, and get some new batteries for your remote. I, uh, I would hate for you to have a remote malfunction when you're trying to watch six games simultaneously. <laughs> I think I would do that. Okay. Well, we, as usual, we've given out some uh, good information and had some fun. And that's what we do each and every week on Football Forecast Weekly. Let your friends know about it. We're available on every podcast app on Football Forecast Weekly on YouTube and on TV. And it's been a lot of fun. Fred, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. And for Dennis, I'm Trip Mitchell saying thanks for watching and have a great weekend of football. We'll see you next time. Now Place Your Bets, the world's number one sports betting film, is now available on DVD. Produced by Dennis Tobler, this Indie Film Fest winner has reached the top of the documentary list. Order your DVD today at www.nowplaceyourbets.com or stream from Vimeo today anytime. Now Place Your Bets. Watch it today. Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly, an affiliate of TSI Network. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.